You're listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show, where business leaders and health experts give insight while you take a break from the daily grind. Your host, Joey Price, is an entrepreneur with over a decade of startup experience and CEO of the managed HR services firm Jumpstart HR. Want to join the conversation or have an idea for the show? Tweet us at BizLifeCoffee or Joey directly at Joey V. Price HR with the hashtag BLCMoments. Want more episodes? Head on over to iTunes to subscribe. Business, life, and coffee, personal development for busy professionals. Now let's get to the show. Before you let your children run free with Super Bowl snacks and Valentine's Day candy, don't forget that February is National Children's Dental Health Month. Oh, and by the way, did you know there's a new way to stop the growth of kids' cavities? It's just one of the latest efforts to help children prevent tooth decay which remains a top chronic infectious disease among kids. In fact, nearly one in three children ages two to five years old in the United States are affected by tooth decay. So what you don't know about your children's little teeth could be hurting them, but it's not too late to find out what to do. Joining me today on the Business Life and Coffee Show is American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry President, Dr. Jade Miller, and he will explain why it's important to make a big deal about the little teeth especially during National Children's Dental Health Month. Dr. Miller, welcome to the show. Joey, thank you so much for having me. Now, I mentioned that there's a new way to treat cavities, so I want to go ahead and and dive right into that, no pun intended. Well, what's the latest innovation to help treat cavities and overall keep children's teeth in good shape? You know, Joey, one of the newest innovations in this country has been the evolution of a product called silver diamine fluoride. Essentially, what that is is an antibacterial liquid that we paint onto the area of the tooth that has a cavity. And what it does is it really kills the bacteria to stop the cavity from progressing. Now, it's not a panacea. It's not really designed to, for final treatment for a cavity, but it's really meant in, in limited situations where, for example, in my pediatric dental practice, I have a very young child that really isn't capable of, of, of handling dental care at that time. So we may apply that. That's going to buy us some time. Ultimately, we're going to need to treat that at a later time. I think it was important for parents to know is that when it's working and those bacteria die, that area of the tooth where the cavity was is going to turn black. So there's going to be some cosmetic effects. Ultimately, that can be corrected and improved when that tooth is ultimately treated in a permanent fashion. Now, doctor, for the parents and grandparents and and godparents out there listening, could you reassure us of the uh, safety of this new innovation? You know, it, it is, there is, uh, it's been used for basically over 80 years throughout other countries. It was really many, many years ago utilized in this country and then kind of really disappeared, and now it's, it's come back. So it's something that's been used throughout the world for up to 80 years. So we do know the safety of it yeah. when it's used now, doctor, what are some of the primary culprits in childhood tooth decay and oral health issues? Some of the primary culprits, particularly in the very young child, is a condition called nursing bottle cavities or baby bottle tooth decay. It, it comes up with a number of names. But essentially what it is is the practice of putting an infant to bed at night with a, a bottle that has pretty much anything else other than water, whether that's juice, formula, milk, soda pop. Those types of things, especially if a child is nursing uh, on that bottle on and off throughout the night, 
the risk for cavities is dramatically increased. So that's in the infant and very young child population. In the teenage population, really what we're seeing with, you know, more and more sports drinks, carbonated beverages, we're seeing situations where increased cavity risk because kids will sip on those all day long. And now you're dealing not only with the sugar, but the acid in that beverage as well. So they're really getting a double whammy in those situations. So I think the key thing to remember is frequency. And what I mean by that is that when what you want to do is think not how much at one time when we're, when we're consuming beverages and sugars, but how frequent. It's the frequency. The more frequent, the higher risk it is for cavities. Yeah, and I'm noticing more and more children are, are sipping from their parents' coffee cups these days, going out at the chains like Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts and, and being turned on to coffee. That, that can't be good for their teeth, right? You know, I, I think coffee itself probably is not the highest risk, but when it has sugar in it, now it's, you know, it's a sugar with beverage, a, a beverage of sugar. So I think whether it's coffee, whether it's a, a soda pop, whether it's a sports drink, when there's sugar in it, I think the risk is there. Now, Doctor, I, I, I've been doing some research, and I saw that uh, more than 51 million school hours are lost each year due to dental-related problems. And dental problems can actually affect self-esteem of children, making them reluctant to smile or engage in conversation. Is there a gap between the knowledge of how dental health impacts children, both from a mental health and a physical health perspective? And, and a parent's ability to, to do things and, and take action? Joey, you brought up a great point, and that is, you know, some of the things you referenced, 51 million hours of school that children are missing, the effect that it has on that child's education and, and the other things. There is indeed a gap, and that gap is understanding that dental problems do lead to not only to potential pain and infection, the baby teeth can affect the permanent teeth, you know, but also the self-esteem that you brought up. So I think that the key factors we want to really want to get across at the American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry is age one dental visit. By age one, you want to take your child to see a pediatric dentist. Establish that dental home early. And the reason for that is that, hey, let's start getting that child off to a very healthy start right from the get-go. We want to prevent those problems. We want to educate the parents at that very early age. What type of things do we need to do to ensure a lifelong health of good oral health and medical health that contributing from dental health with that child? And Doctor, are there any more dangers with regard to tooth decay in young children that we haven't touched on? You know, the, the, the areas is the effect it can have on our general health. And we know there is definitely a link with, with diabetes, with premature birth, with heart disease. So we are understanding more and more the link between oral health and its effect on general health. So we, we, we understand it's critical to maintain good oral health to really alleviate many of those contributing factors. Again, we're joined by Dr. Jade Miller, who is the American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry president. Where can our listeners go to learn more about good oral health for our children? Joey, I think the place to go, to go to area in the web is the AAPD's website called mychildrensteeth.org. That is loaded with very pertinent and good information for the parents, but also fun interactive learning tools for the child as well. So that's where I'd invite your listeners to go.
And doctor, in our final two minutes here, do you have any parting steps that you would like to give to the parents listening out here as far as one practical thing they could do for their for their children, whether they're babies or all the way up to their preteen and teenage years? Yeah, and I think I'm going to try to leave you with two, two leaving points. One is start early age one dental visit. Get that child off to a good old healthy start to begin with. And the second is, you know, become involved. It's a partnership with the parent, the child, and the pediatric dentist to really ensure good oral health. Have your child see their pediatric dentist, you know, twice a year or sooner if it's recommended. And we really want to, again, as you mentioned, remind people February's Children's Oral Dental Health Month. This has been another episode of the Business Life and Coffee Show. Dr. Miller, thanks for joining us and hope to have you again soon. Thank you, Joey. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show with Joey Price. We hope you're inspired to become the best version of yourself after listening to our guest. What thought or idea stood out the most to you? Keep the conversation going by tweeting the show at BizLifeCoffee or our host at JoeyVPriceHR with the hashtag BLCMoments. And if you like what you just heard, pass along our podcast to at least five people. Detailed show notes can be found at www.businesslifeandcoffee.com. And our full archive is available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. This has been a Jumpstart HR production. Join us next time for another edition of the Business Life and Coffee Show.